welcome to the Car Reviewers. We have to start this episode off with some very, very sad news. This past week, Hans Mesger died, one of the very, very notable Porsche designers and engineers. And he has been known for many, many things. So we want to dedicate this episode to him and his family. We hope that they are doing well through this tough time in their lives. He will be remembered by many, many notable creations, though, through Porsche. So he passed away on June 10th at the age of 90, and Porsche owes him many, many thanks. He created the air-cooled six-cylinder boxer engine of the 911 that we still have um, in production, I believe, as well. And then he also was the overall designer of the 917 and its 12-cylinder motor. The TAG Formula, or TAG Turbo, I apologize, TAG Turbo, Formula One engine was also one of his creations. So very, very, very accomplished man. Um, This was announced yesterday, and I I don't know if it has anything to do with um, uh, his passing, but Porsche announced that they would be using the red and white Porsche 917 paint scheme, the livery, on the um, Porsche Esport Team 911 RSR model that will be um, colored in those colors. And then it will be premiering at the 24 hours race on June 13th. So this is a virtual race, again, the Le Mans, and we'll be talking a little bit about that, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. So our thoughts are with you and your, or with the family of um, Mr. Mesger. And Bennett, would you like to start with your section? Yes. Yeah, so um, again, we're very sad about Hans's death, and he was a very um, accomplished man, like you said, David. Um, so I tried to include as many as in my segment. Um, so uh, anyway, starting off, we have the 2011 Porsche 911 GT3 RS 4.0. Um, this was actually the most powerful naturally aspirated flat six cylinder engine built by Porsche. At the time of its unveiling, 500 horsepower and 339 foot-pounds of torque. Only built 600 of these. Um, number 42 of 600, this one was. Um, kind of weird, the car's engine was replaced back in September of 2014 at 5,200 kilometers. Um, it has less than 13,000 kilometers from new. I don't really like that they replaced the engine, but, I mean, I guess it's better than not having an engine. Uh, outfitted with sports seats, roll cage, and white wheels. I really do love it. Um, this one sold for 269,500 euros, including the applicables buyer fee. Um, beautiful car. And um, yeah. Next up was a American muscle car, a 66 Corvette Stingray convertible. Still had some of these. Um, desirable 427 cubic inch V8 engine. That's the turbojet V8. Um, producing, I believe, 390 horsepower. That would be the L36 engine. Um, it was restored in the USA and is currently painted in the original tuxedo black um, paint scheme, uh, Code 900. It's one of only 1,190 tuxedo black roadsters that were built in 1966. Um, it was offered without reserve and sold for 82,500 euros, a pretty good price. Um, and this is a European auction, so not an American auction either. So that's kind of interesting that we're still seeing these cars hit big numbers in uh, the European sector. Um, next up was probably one of my favorite cars that RM Sotheby's has um, offered this year. 
And that was a 1939 Bugatti Type 57 Cabriolet by Gangloff. Excuse me if I'm not saying that correctly. Um, exhibited on the Bugatti stand at the 1939 Geneva Salon. Um, it was the company demonstrator driven by the legendary works team driver Jean-Pierre Willingly. Uh, one-off special Cabriolet coachwork that was penned by Lucien Schlatter. I'm not good at reading names. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of them. Probably am. Um, retains the original factory-equipped straight-eight cylinder engine, so that is good. 56 years of faithful care within the noted uh, Quattro collection in Italy. Um, this vehicle sold for 770,000 euros, so very, very expensive. But it is a very special and unique Bugatti. Um, going back to Hans, this is another very special Porsche. This was offered from the Piagian collection, I believe. Um, I'm not... I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. La Collection Petit Jean, I think. Actually, Petit Jean. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Um, offered from 27 years of single ownership. Um, now, all of the vehicles in the Petit Jean collection um, have been on static display for many years. So none of them were in running condition. None of them um, could drive. They all needed mechanical servicing to be made roadworthy. Um, a very special Porsche. Again, this is a 1964 Porsche 904 GTS or the 904 GTS. This was lot number 186. It sold for 693,000 euros, including the applicable buyer's fee. It was offered wow. without reserve. Um, this was designed by F.A. Porsche, his last design for the family's firm. It was the first of a line of mid-engine sports car, Porsche sports cars that finished with the 917. Um, it's highly eligible for historic racing events throughout the world. So you can go racing wherever you want, bring it to any show. Um, again, very special car. And to end out my segment, um, again, I've talked about this car on other podcast episodes. I really do love the Lamborghini Miura, so I had to include it. It was lot number 128, a 1968 Lamborghini Miura P400 with co by Um It was an early thin gauge chassis Miura P400. And the first mirror delivered to Perry along chassis number 3108, believed to be um, featured in publications and in the film La Lacan Pere Lurecure. I don't know. In period. We apologize so again. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not very good at reading no, it's, anything it's in non-English. So it's um, offered from single ownership since 1979. Again, this car did not run, needed uh, mechanical servicing. Still sold for an impressive 715,000 euros, um, including the applicable buyer's fee. It was sold without reserve. So I was very happy to see a lot of good Porsches. Yes. Um, one of them I did not talk about, which um, was, I think, something definitely worthy of mention as a honorable mention. That was the extremely um, special 2020 Porsche 935 Martini. Um, it's Porsche's modern interpretation of the immortal 935 Group 5 racer, serial number two of just 77 that were going to be produced. It's basically new with no miles since the delivery. Wrapped in the desirable martini livery, it reached an impressive 1,320,000 euros and sold. That includes the buyer's fee. So we're still seeing Porsches hit like extremely expensive numbers. And I can only imagine that they're going to go up after the um, death of Hans. Yes. So I think now is a great time for us to start and play one of our games. So Bennett, would you like to go first with the would you rather segment? 
Okay, so for me, the would you rather is going to be, would you rather have a 2019 McLaren Senna or a 2015 McLaren P1? I would rather have a P1, I think. And um, I know you're going to say, David, why would you rather have a P1? But I, I think I would rather have a P1 just because I love the lines. I love the way it looks. And McLaren is just a great brand. So either way, I'd be getting a great vehicle. I completely agree. I probably would go with the Senna personally. I That's really do like the Senna. Cars, though. <laughs> That's one of yeah. my number one favorite cars. But I mean, I completely respect the P1. The P1 was a great, great, great car. And still is ahead of like now, so mm-hmm. I really do like both of them. So that w- that was still a hard choice for me, but I still have to go with the McLaren Senna. So okay, how about yours? I'm gonna go with something a little unorthodox here. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a police edition. Okay, and I want you to mm-hmm. get into the head of a police officer. Okay, which the Crown okay. Vic is one of the most liked police vehicles ever. Okay, so yeah. would you rather have a 2006 crown victoria which is one of the most popular years or a 2015 dodge charger police vehicle police interceptor um now both great cars Mm -hmm. um especially for police work yeah um (laughs) I'm going to have to go with the dodge cuz I'm a Mopar man. Yeah. So I like I like my Mopars, but also just for me if I was going to be a cop I want the newer one so it's more reliable and also the Charger is going to be a ton more fast than the uh Crown Vic. Yeah, I I I can definitely see that. So I now want to get into one of our newer games, newer segment games which is I'm going to say one word, and you have to tell me exactly what you think lines up with that word, okay? What vehicle you think lines up with that word. So okay. my word is going to be, hmm, boat tail. Okay. Um, first thing that comes to mind for me is going to be the Auburn boat tail speedster of the 1930s. Uh-huh. So that would be the 851 I believe, or the yes. 852. Hold on. I'm just going to make, uh, yes, 851 SC boat tail speedster. That's what I'm, that's what I would think of. Okay. Cause that is exactly what I was thinking of. And I knew you were going to say that because we have both had opportunities to see those and vehicles like that at the Concours de Elegance of America. Um, so very, very interesting. Your turn. Let's see what you say. Okay. So today's not Wednesday uh, or Wednesday, uh-huh. but got to be wacky for me okay wacky oh that that's the word oh sorry okay yeah oh sorry um so wacky wacky oh okay a your favorite color plum crazy purple which is a mopar color okay but on a porsche 911 gt2 rs hmm Mm -hmm. okay yep i mean i have a hot wheels version of a purple I do gt3 too. rs i do too. um from 2018 or 16 i think uh-huh. i think so, it's 2018 i have the same one as you actually and that's why i said gt2 rs just because you know got to go a little different than what i i really do like does. the gt2 rs personally better yes, honestly than the gt3 rs more performance uh-huh. and just luxury i don't know I, I, it's just more of a race car for me um uh, for me wacky the first thing that comes to mind would probably be a Volkswagen 21 or 23 window bus. 
<laughs> my or a Volkswagen Beetle, one of the two, but I'd yeah. say probably the Volkswagen bus. So my dad actually had a Volkswagen bus um, growing up, and he has wanted one forever now because you know he hated it in the moment because no AC, no. But yeah, so he should have bought one ten years ago. Now they're like a hundred crazy thousand. They are crazy now, and I. Looking, um, Gabriel Glacius, the very, very famous legendary yeah. comedian, has a major collection. Um, think over forty. I read somewhere, so that's really interesting. Yes, go, I've seen that. You can go find a video about that. Um, I'm sure they're all over YouTube. The one that I saw was so. Go definitely check that out and check out his new show. He's not paying us this, but check out his new show on um Netflix that's going to be coming out too. So very interesting. Yes, season um, two, he, I believe. Season two, and he drives a VW bus in that. That's why we had to bring it up, right? Yeah. So, uh-huh. okay, I do want to get now into um, some upcoming news for the car reviewers in general before we um, go to each of our finishing segments. So we are right now working on putting together a website, which I will be working on a little bit later today, and it should be up hopefully by the beginning of this week. Um, and there will be car reviews there will be videos on our website. You can find our podcast there as well. And we really do hope that you check that out. And then also we're working on some new show ideas. So if you have any um, suggestions for the show or anything like that to make a video series, please send them in. You can DM us on Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram, obviously. Or you can um, send them in on the comments below this we do have a youtube channel as well go subscribe go check that out and then bennett don't want to take up too much of your time go jump into what you were going to talk about yeah before i do that i just want to mention that we do have a link tree set up now so um yes the car reviewers um that is on our instagram bio so if you click on that um that will take you to everywhere you can find the car reviewers instagram anchor in, uh, YouTube and the website there. All the links are there and you can check out wherever you want there. Um, and it's just much easier than having to go through um, like five different things to get to one website. And um, for my wrapping up segment, this is going to be some uh, other auction news um, relating to upcoming auctions. I just found out that this week, Friday and Saturday, June 12th um, and 13th in Auburn, Indiana, there is a um, Americana Festival and Auction that is done by Worldwide Auctioneers. It is a live auction that is happening right now as we speak. Um, has some really cool um, cars and um, I don't know if you would call it memorabilia, but I'd call it militaria or okay. Miller. I, I don't Military. know how to say. It. I, yes. I, I we we know and, what you're saying. We understand. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, they have over 1,500 lots. They're all offered at no reserve. So they have a few warbirds, at least three of them. So airplanes, um, some other airplane uh, equipment, some military. There's hundreds of guns that are um, really cool and antique from all the way, I think, back to the Civil War. Um, and really cool stuff from World War II. And anything really um, that you could think of relating to... Um, military stuff then we also have some really nice advertising and signs so gas pumps there's some really nice neon signs and porcelain signs that are relating to um car memorabilia and then we also have 50 no reserved cars including a really nice 57 lincoln premiere i believe 
and some uh, really cool other cars. We also have a 65 Corvette convertible. I believe that's a big block version. They're all no reserve, so go out and check um, out that. The live stream is right now. It's happening right now. Um, the cars will be selling on the 13th, so on Saturday, and then uh, we just have road art today. And then the other thing I would like to talk about is Meekum's first um, uh, live auction back on uh, the block, and that's going to be June 17th to the 20th. It is a tractor auction, but we do have um, uh, trucks, around 100 vintage trucks wow. that are being offered on the Thursday, so that is um, the 18th of June. Um, we also have signs and farm relics, so it's a really cool um, uh, opportunity to see some really nice vintage trucks. A majority of them are selling at no reserve, so go and check that out. It is going to be a live auction. You can bid on the telephone, you can bid online, or bid in person. Um, so just, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up before we end the segment. Okay, so I, I want to talk quickly about, um, we're going to go all the way back to the Ford Bronco, um, back to our very first episode, and I quickly want to... Um, talk about a little article that I was reading this past week, which is um, coming. It's, it's from the Detroit News, which is right in Detroit, by the way, where Ford is headquartered right outside the city. And um, the headline for the article is the Ford Bronco will eat Jeep's lunch. And it's luring customers from Fiat Chrysler Automotive, which is so true because looking at some of the um, prototype photos that they have here, and then also looking at the Baja coming um, for 2020, oh, wow, they, have they, they have a Baja. This is not going to be a production model, though. This is for the Baja, I believe it's the 1000. Yes, the Baja 1000, which will be November 19th through November 24th. The Ford Bronco um, R is... Um, it was in the 2019 Baja 1000, actually, I believe. I apologize about that. But it was driven by Shelby Hall, um, which is very, very widely known driver. And then her grandfather is also very widely known, Rod. And I have been looking up a little more about him. And I was not able to find a whole lot of information, but I will continue looking. We also have a very very pressing news issue here that I just saw come through, which is one of FCA's top communications executive leave job after only four months. So that has to lead us to believe things are going on at FCA right now, um, especially with this new Bronco coming out, because it's definitely, as it says, going to eat Jeep's lunch. Because if you've seen the pictures, it's 20 times better looking than a Jeep in most people's cases. And it's just going to destroy it off-road anywhere, literally. Now, is that... Is that FCA or SCA? I'm sorry. FCA. Fiat Chrysler on Okay. Fiat Chrysler. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. I was just, I just, I was a little Double confused. Checking, yeah. um, so do you know if they're going to make a Bronco Baja production monolith, like they, a limited edition or something? It, it's going to not, it, this is, this is only for the Baja 1000 race, which goes on every year. Um, which we okay. Cause even... I know in the 1970 uh, or 69 model year, um, for the Bronco, they did make a Baja limited edition. They build about a hundred of them and they're, they're going like, I saw one a couple of years ago, I think go for almost $200,000. So they're extremely expensive. Yes. Um, it's definitely where we actually, we have a, um, a comment here from Jonathan Klinger who works for Haggerty, which we've actually had the opportunity to meet Jonathan Klinger. 
Um, he's the vice president at their Traverse City based location. And he has said that, you know, it's leading the pack and it's exactly what we need to see, which that's definitely true. And I believe that 1000%. This is a great vehicle and I can't wait. It's going to be produced at the Wayne Assembly Plant for Ford, which is great, keeping jobs in the state of Michigan. Um, awesome. And that closes out my completing segment. All right. Um, that does it for the car reviewers. Thank you for watching. Thank you. And, uh, Check out uh, our link tree to find everywhere you can find the car reviewers. Yes, and check out our new YouTube channel, which is on the link tree. And then also keep your eye out for our new website, which will be coming out this coming week with stories and special information on upcoming release dates for vehicles. Have a great weekend, folks.